to the Not My Kingdom But His podcast, where we strive to show and spread the love of Jesus through our lives and our media. Colossians 3 and 17 says, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. And that's exactly what we're about to do. With us today, we have a special guest. Um, she goes to the University of Kentucky. She works with UK Media and the SEC Network. She's one of my good friends, and I'm great friends with her brother, Rebecca Cook. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, Dee. Thanks for having me on the show. Man, thank you for coming. We, we love hearing as many stories as we can. But first off, let's just get to know you a little better. Who is Rebecca Cook? And just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, yeah, my name is Rebecca Cook, and I am a junior here at the University of Kentucky. I actually transferred last January from Western Kentucky, where I ran track for a year and a half, and then I ran track here for a semester. But after experiencing two foot injuries, broke my foot twice on two different bones, um, I've kind of like reworked my path a little bit. And yeah, God has shown me just a lot of new things here recently and you know I had to give up my athletic identity which was very hard but God placed all the right things in my life at the right time. I feel you on giving up that athletically mm -hmm. you know I had to give that up to it. it it's something you want to cling on to but when God tell you it's time to move in a new direction you better listen right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing that I want to focus on because I think a lot of times athletes can tend to put their, their identity in that. And I think that's a problem that a lot of young athletes have because, you know, if you're not playing well in your sport, it can feel like your world is crashing down. And, you know, you see that a lot. And I think it's a, that's a big reason why God kind of pulled that from me is because he wanted to show me, hey, you know, like running track is not who you are. Like you're meant to serve me and you're meant to be here for, you know, a greater purpose than just playing a sport. Yeah, well, you're already on a good roll, so let's just keep it going and just tell us your God moment when your relationship mm -hmm. with Christ became personal and that whole walk. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and take it back to when I was younger. I started playing basketball from basically the time I could walk. Uh, you know, my older brother, Jacob Cook, he's a golfer here, but he has a very strong athletic background, too. He played basketball, and I kind of followed in his footsteps with that, and, you know, I, I really was set on going and playing college basketball, and probably around like seventh grade or eighth grade, you know, I, that's when I started kind of hearing from colleges and all throughout um, high school, I was getting contact and some, a few scholarship offers from some mid-major D1 schools, you know, nothing crazy like an SEC thing or anything like that, but you know, there were some good D1 offers and I started taking all these visits, you know, junior, senior year, and just none of them felt right. And I was getting really frustrated and I felt like, you know, God, why is none of this working out? Like, this was my plan from the time I was a little girl. I knew I was going to play college basketball, and, you know, why, why are you not working this out for me? So come senior year, you know, all my friends that I had grown up playing AAU with are committing to schools, and I see, you know, pictures of them signing, and I was just so frustrated. And I just decided, you know what, none of this is working out for me. I'm just going to go to school and just not do anything. That's kind of what I was set on doing, even though I was not content in that at all. And come the end of my senior year, the last like six to eight weeks of school, I was like, you know what, I think I'm gonna run track. Because I, it's something that the coach had always tried to get me to do all through high school. And, you know, I, I was a senior, so I was like, oh, it's my senior year, let's just run. 
So I ran the 200 and the 400 for Franklin County High School, and I actually ended up winning state in the 400. Um, I was on the four by one relay, which also won state, and then I got second in the 200 meter dash, and our four by 200 meter relay also got second. So after that, I was like, wow, you know, what are the odds of yeah, that happening? Crazy. Such a, a boy's, God thing. A natural star. <laughs> well, it was a very much a God thing, I think. <laughs> so after that, I picked up a few offers to run track, and I actually ended up signing to go and run at Western Kentucky. And while I was there, I was training for the 400 and the 800. And, yeah, the 800. Fun yeah, the 800 ain't no joke. That, that's what really, really separates you, man. That 800 special. Yeah, so I be began doing some really strenuous training. They had me running about 45 miles a week, which I was not used to at all. And after the first semester, I actually broke my third metatarsal, which so basically broke like the bone right in the middle of my foot and was out for that entire semester. You know, I was on crutches, just really at an all-time low at that point because I was getting to see my team travel and go to all these away meets after I had put in all the same work in the fall but then didn't get to see that translate to the spring semester, um, like indoor and outdoor season. So that was really frustrating and I figured it had a lot to do with me just not really having much of a track background and not really having that mileage under my feet. So I worked really hard the going, summer going into my sophomore year, came back again at Western that fall. You know, little things happened. You know, I got a concussion randomly in the weight room. Just things that just shouldn't be happening. Tore, or pulled my hamstring really bad one time, was out for like six weeks with that. And it just wasn't feeling right. Like I felt like God was laying something on my heart, you know, giving me these little signs here and there that you're just not in the right spot and this is just not meant for you. So I started talking to my parents about it and talking to some different coaches that I had really trusted growing up. And I decided to transfer or look into transferring. So I went and talked to my coach at Western and basically asked if I could be put in the transfer portal, which basically how it works is if you're, you can be put in the transfer portal and you can talk to other coaches, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're leaving. But with my coach, it was kind of one of those situations where you know, I had kind of expressed that I didn't want to be there anymore, so he was kind of like, you know, you can transfer. So I had kind of like already agreed to leaving Western without knowing where I was going. Yeah, that's a scary place to be, ain't it? It was definitely, I like to say it was a huge leap of faith. So I got in the transfer portal and couldn't um, talk. I had, there was like a three-week, like, period where I don't know like the offices were closed I had just it was a situation where I had to wait basically for three weeks and it was around the time of Christmas and holidays and I in the back of my head I was like you know I would really like to be working all this stuff out and trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing here in you know two weeks when uh, spring semester starts but God really grew me in the in those two or three weeks where I just had to be still and I couldn't there wasn't anything that I could do on my end I just had to literally wait and he really spoke to me a lot in that. He, I just kept hearing in the back of my head, trust in me, trust in me. And so I did. And I think it was that, this was last spring semester. I think, I want to say we started classes around like the 13th. And I got to talk to the track coach here at UK on like the 9th. Got on the team here, got an apartment, got registered for classes, went through orientation in a matter of three days. That's wild. <laughs> and if that's not a God thing, the 
I don't know what is. So I got here um, last spring, trained with the team. Things were going really well. It had been about a month or month, a month or two, six weeks in there. Um, put on my spikes to do my first like real quick um, sprint workout, and just I, something just snapped in my foot. And this I just, is the first day you said? This, it had been about six weeks. I've been training. This is the first day I had done a workout in my spikes. So broke my foot again. This time it was the second metatarsal. And in that moment, I was just like, why, God? Like, why put me through all of this, like, with the transferring? And why, like, work it out for me to be on the team here just to kind of pull that all away in such a quick instant? And reflecting on that, you know, my granddad actually passed away around this time last year. So I broke my foot around this time last year and all that was going on with my family and with my granddad. And I do think that God brought me back here to Lexington so I could be closer to home during all of that. And just he worked it out for me to be on the track team here because he knew I wasn't ready to give up that identity. And he wanted to show me, you know, this is what it is here. This is what it's like but it, this is not for you. And so I think it's really cool looking back on it, how God does things. You know, you think something's working out for, a, for one thing, but he's really doing it for another thing that you had no idea. So I quit track um, after that. I battled the whole foot injury that semester with the recovery. You know, it was a really long recovery. I think I was in a boot for several months. Yeah, I wanna, it felt yeah. like forever. Oh, yeah. I didn't I mean, know what your foot looked like forever. It was just like, she always got a boot on. Yeah, he just always saw me with a boot or a scooter or something, you know, like, what is wrong with this girl? <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so just honestly, my college track experience just basically consisted of just tons of injuries. And now, looking back on that, I mean, it was just so much growth. And I wouldn't change any of it for the world just because God really used me in a lot of ways. And it's turned into this really cool testimony, I think. Um, you know, last fall was my first semester not being an athlete, and I saw myself really grow in a lot of ways, just kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier with putting your identity in something. And I got to learn how to just be myself on my own without identifying in a sport, and that grew my relationship with God, too, of course. So I've been working ever since with the media department here through UK Athletics as well as UK SEC Network because my major is actually broadcast journalism. So I do want to still be involved in sports in some way. And I knew that transition was going to happen at some point, but I think God just had it happen a little bit sooner than what I was planning. But it's worked out great because I'm getting a lot of experience and it's opened up a lot more doors for me that I wouldn't have had if I was still, you know, an athlete. Yeah. One thing I love about your story that just came in my mind and it wouldn't leave, is Aaron Hogue said one time to us, he's our FCA director um, at the University of Kentucky, mm -hmm. and he said that we might only see God doing one or two things at the time, but he's doing hundreds and thousands of things in our life all the time. We just don't see it. So like while you was going through your story, you didn't know where you was going to end up. You didn't know all the big, all the big stuff later on, but you could see the steps. You could see one or two things that were going on. Mm -hmm. And then they all just built together. So now where you're at today, you can look back and say, man, God was doing all that in my life. And I don't know, that, that's just so amazing to think of. That's, just, that's the thing that was just stuck on my mind when I was listening to your story. And I think it's cool, too, because a lot of it is the people that I've met. 
You know, I've met so many people, I met so many people while I was at WKU that are still in my life today, and I wouldn't have met them, and I wouldn't have gotten those opportunities if I hadn't been there for a year and a half. But then even coming here and being on the track team for a semester, I got to meet a ton of those athletes. And even now, um, Tanner and Cole Dowdy are on the FCA leadership staff. And, you know, I kind of, I'm not saying I'm the reason why they come to FCA, but I think they did end up coming with me one week. And they were kind of like, why haven't I been involved in this all along? And just little things like that, that I think it's cool to see the after effect of what God does in situations. NMKBH family, you hear it once again. She said the people that she met, relationships, community is so important in your walk in Christ. And like every aspect of life, relationships is important. And especially, and that, and that doesn't change with your walk with Christ, man. They're going to push you to be better. They're going to show you different things you might not have known about, like how she told them about FCA. And then they got involved and now they love them. They're big involved. And I love them too, guys. And Community cannot be brought up enough because you need a community of people that really love you, that want to push you to become better so that you can become the best version of yourself in Christ. And that's exactly right. And I think a lot of times, you know, there are a lot of people in this world that do try to tear you down. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in that and be like, man, I just can't stand people. You know, like you just, there's so many times that people make you feel bad about this world. You know, there's just so much negative. But I heard something, I think it was a sermon that I heard, and I can't, I can't put my finger on where I heard it, but it was, basically it said, we know Christ because of people. And that just really resonated with me because we wouldn't have the relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father if it wasn't for people on this earth. And it's so easy to say, man, like, forget people, I don't need them, that type of thing. But you have a relationship with God because of someone who God has put in your life. And I just think that's really cool. Yeah, that's a big fact. That's why all that cut people off and all that stuff, that's really not the wave because that's not what Jesus would do. Jesus didn't just cut people off and stuff like that. No, that's not, that's not, what, we, that's not what we're called to do. We're called to love everybody, the ones that love us and the ones that don't love us back. Like We're still called to love everybody and spread his name to everybody. So just because people do you wrong doesn't mean, oh, done with them. No, mm -hmm. that's not how Jesus is with you. Every time you do something wrong, every time I do something wrong, Jesus don't say, mm -hmm. oh, done with you. And that's the same type of love we have to develop for the people mm -hmm. we do life with every day. Because God is for us. God is for people. So in the same way, like if we want to be Christ-like, we need to be for people. That's exactly right. Now, kind of switching gears, if you could tell the younger Rebecca something, what would you tell yourself? You know, growing up, I think, especially when you're younger, it's easy to think that you're, like, late to the, late to the game, no matter what it is, whether it's a sport or, like, your grades or anything like that. And I think something that I would tell myself or anyone younger than me that's listening to this that's kind of struggling with their identity or, you know, what just big life decisions, I would say don't ever think that it's like too late to try something that God's weighing on your heart. And I think a great example of that is just my whole situation with playing basketball my entire life and thinking that that's what I was called to do. But then senior year comes around and, you know, the last really two months of my senior year was the majority of the experience I ever had with track. And it still worked out for me to run track at the Division One level. So I just think if there's something out there that you want to try – don't ever feel like you're not good enough to do it or that you're too old to do it or anything like that. And then another point that I want to make is just don't, 
put your identity into anything that unless it's God, you know. Um, it's easy to put your identity into what you look like, what you wear, like trends, um, even fitness. Like, even if you're not an athlete but you like to work out, it's so easy to get, get caught up into that. So I think really, I mean, there's so many, like, idols that we let consume us. So that's the other thing I would say is just don't put your identity into any earthly thing. Yeah, because if you put your identity in anything other than Christ, you're going to be, you're going to have high highs and low lows, and you don't want that. But when you have your identity in Christ, you know who you are, and yes, you still have good days, you still have bad days, but they're nowhere near as mm-hmm. mountainy and valley as they are when your identity is in things of this world. Because everything that's earthly will disappoint you at some point. But Christ never will. He will never, ever disappoint you. That's right. Something I'm interested in is um, what do you do with UK Media, the SEC Network? Kind of walk us through what, that, what that's like. So I've actually, like I said earlier, I'm a broadcast journalism major. And ever since I was in like probably sixth grade, I have wanted to report on, you know, basketball games, football games. Even like I'm interested in, you know, doing some baseball and things like that. I've just always been super interested in sports reporting. So when I, got, when I was able to transfer here in January, the SEC Network actually came into one of my broadcasting classes and just kind of said, you know, like, we're doing um, student hires. And I was interested in that because it was right around the time that I was hurt. And I was able to get in that kind of on the front end of it and start working in the control room. So right now, it's, we're going into baseball season, and I'll just use that as an example. I work in the control room over at Kentucky Proud Park and I'll like I'm in charge of replay so like after a pitch is thrown I'll like rewind that back and then I can control the speed of that replay that shows like on the actual SEC network and I'm building packages and like highlight reels of the athletes and like you know first inning highlights and so on so that's been really cool because it's kind of getting me a little bit behind the scenes and like more in the production field and I think that will really help in my future if I am able to get an on-camera position because I'll just really in-depth know like what's going on behind the scenes and it will for sure help me be able to talk about that. And then moving over to like UK media, that's more through like the PR department. So I'm dealing with the media that's coming to the games and I'm helping um, gather social media clips, like any of the stories that you see on like UK basketball, football, any of those, um, you know, softball, the gymnastics. We're in charge of putting all that together, um, making sure it looks all very uniform with the graphics. So I do that, and then I'll also help with stats. So I'm making sure the radio has stats, the TV people have stats, the home and away coaches have stats at each quarter, halftime. And then when the games are over, we'll do like press conferences. So for basketball, Coach Cal will come out and talk, and I'm helping um, record his press conference and then I'm transcribing the quotes for that and I'll also gather interviews from the UK players as well as the visiting team players. So it's really cool just to see kind of behind the scenes how everything works and just kind of get a feel for what it's like being like in the media field. So I've really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, that's definitely real cool. Um, Rebecca, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing your life and just giving some good information out there, and hopefully our listeners can take a lot from it. I'm sure they can. you have any last words you'd like to share? I just want to say thanks a lot for having me on the show. I'm really honored that you wanted me to be on here. I know you've gotten a lot of 
really awesome people on here, and I think it's really cool what you're doing, so I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Well, thank you, thank you. NMKBH family, that's another episode. We're done for today. We'll see you next Tuesday for a new episode. Tune in. Check out NMKBH.com. Buy you some merch. And have a great week. We love y'all. NMKBH, out. Thank you.